great album so this is mercy street by the great peter gabriel 713 on your tuesday morning here in new york city as we brace for the rain you know we're coming up folks about a week away from a hundred days since the day that changed my life and so many others but while that day october the 7th certainly did change my life it didn't change it as drastically as others who are experiencing Personal issues. And I remember putting on Fox News, maybe the Sunday, the day after the 8th. It may have been the week after. I don't remember exactly, but it was Rachel Campos and Hegseth and the rest of them. And they were talking to a lady. Her name is Rachel Goldberg. And her son, Hirsch, was taken from the Nova Music Festival. And she was talking about how his arm was flown off underneath the elbow, and he had texted her. And I just, I mean, she's going to come on now and tell you about it. But I was struck by her courage. I played her Instagram this morning when she talked about how she was a person, a, a woman. And then she became a mother. My wife of 30-plus uh, years, Danielle, is a mother, too, and my daughter Ava's flying back to college to Europe today, which is eating me up. And my son's in high school, and I'm having difficulty with that. I couldn't even imagine what this woman is going through. But she has become the face, I believe, of courage, and resilience, hope, and strength. And with all that said, I am very fortunate to have her on this program this morning. Let's go, to live, let's go live to Israel. That's where Rachel Goldberg is today. Rachel, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning. So uh, that's uh, always the cruelest question anyone can ask me, how I am. Yeah. So I'm exactly how you would think yeah. uh, any mother would be after 95 days of her son being stolen from her, from his life, uh, after being a civilian, just dancing at a music festival, having his arm blown off. So... That's how I'm doing. I'm pretending to be a person, and I'm trying to run to the ends of the earth to save him. That's a good answer. You know, as soon as I asked that question, I wanted to take it back. Um, but it, it did occur to me, Rachel, um, 
that you're probably experiencing two major emotions every day. One is sadness, obviously. You love your son. And the other is anger. Maybe frustration, but I would think anger. Is it fair to say that you run through all those emotions every day? It's actually a really interesting question because something both John, my husband, and I talk about a lot is that we obviously feel a lot of different emotions, mostly anguish, anxiety, despair, uh, fear, horror, trauma, but we don't feel anger, and I'm not sure why. It just hasn't happened. Maybe it will happen. Um, There's no real room for it. And it and I find that anger in general, pre October seventh, um, has never really really been very constructive for me personally. Um, so it's not it's not a go to emotion. And um in this case, for whatever reason, it's uh you know, we wake up each morning we realize, uh, and that's after, you know, maybe three, if we're lucky, four hours of sleep because our family doctor prescribed us, you know, like horse pills in order to sure. knock us out yeah. so that we could get a few hours of some sort of sleep. But the psyche doesn't let you go real deep when you're in a trauma. So, uh, but we get up and instantly say, okay, we failed because, you know, we worked 18 or 20 hours yesterday, but He's still not home. They're still not home. You know, there are 136 hostages, still six American hostages. Hirsch is one of the American hostages, uh, you know, um, and we start again and we start, you know, we're we're running a marathon in a sprint. So it's constantly it's a very primal, innate maternal and paternal drive that keeps us running as fast as we can to the ends of the earth. We'll talk to anyone. We'll meet with anyone. We've talked to everyone uh, to save his life and to save all their lives. My wife has run 40 marathons. She just ran New York for the sixth time. So when you say running a marathon as if it were a sprint, I don't think people could even appreciate like I can how difficult that is. I think you're a little tough on yourself when you say you wake up uh, every morning and go back to bed 18 hours later and say you failed. I mean, I don't think you failed. You know, unfortunately, Rachel, this is not in your control. It's not in John's control. God bless him. It's not in Hirsch's control. I'm not even sure it's in Netanyahu or Biden's control. When you're dealing with animals like this, and that's what they are, they're animals, hard to say you failed when they have zero regard for human life. Zero. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's a tricky situation, certainly. And uh, we do say, you know, we we as the human species have failed these 136 souls who are still there. Maybe we're working towards something. Maybe I shouldn't look at it so much as a definitive fail because everything. Look, we did manage to get over 100 people out 50 plus days ago. We had many mothers and and daughters and aunts and sisters return. you know, we had a very delicate, fragile um, pause in the fighting that allowed in massive humanitarian aid that was needed. There are hundreds of thousands of Gazan civilians who are suffering. I also say there are 136 civilians in Gaza suffering 
who have had no humanitarian aid given to them, and those would be the hostages because there is no humanitarian aid organization on planet Earth that has gone in to see any of them. So we know that most of them were taken in, you know, in very violent situations. And so they were they were injured or wounded or less. Obviously, my son, who we have video of his arm having been blown off at the elbow. Um, And so we have very graphic video, uh, visual proof of what happened to Hirsch. And um, and, you know, it's hard to describe. People say to me all the time they can't imagine what I'm going through. And I say, oh, I can't imagine what I'm going through. Mm. Um, You know, we're trying desperately. Rachel Goldberg joining us now live from Israel. Again, just one of the most courageous people I've ever spoken to in my life. Part of me feels badly because I think a lot of us here, Rachel, not that we're valuing lives more than others, but uh, we seem pretty dead set on getting the women, children, and girls out, especially the young girls that the assumption is, and it's probably a real assumption, of being raped upwards of 20, 30, who knows how many times a day. And that kind of puts men and boys, like your son, kind of at the back of the line. Maybe that's not how the government is dealing with it, but that's how it feels here. Do you have part of that frustration that, you know, again, the, the girls, the women, the babies, uh, they seem to matter more in these negotiations than, than Hirsch? Well, we really didn't feel that way when that um, first agreement was was settled, and we were told that Hirsch wasn't going to be part of that uh, first cohort of people released and that it was going to be for the women and children and babies. We actually felt very comfortable with that. Look, a life is a life, and we celebrated each life as those people came out. And at this stage, you know, we had met so many of the 240 hostages families that it was it was the first whisper of hope and happiness that we had had in 50 days at that point. You know, when we would see someone come out and we would say, oh, my gosh, that's David's wife. And, mm-hmm. oh, you know, and it's Michael's daughters. And, you know, it was it was a relief or, you know, so and so you know, there was this little boy that walked out, you know, with his, and he hadn't had his glasses for, you know, an eight-year-old boy who needs glasses in order to see anything. And he walked out. I mean, it was pure joy. That was, that was just celebrating any life walking out. And obviously now, you know, um, we still have, there are, there are some women still there. There are men there, you know, what also falls off the radar, you know, there are, Muslim Arabs who are being held hostage, who yes. were taken hostage, who yes. are still there. There are Christians there. There are Buddhists there. There are Hindus there. There are people from almost 20 different nations still being held there. This is a global humanitarian catastrophe. This is not, you know, if someone says, oh, I really hate French people, <laughs> and you find out there are 40 French people being held hostage somewhere, and maybe you say, well, I don't really care because I hate French people. I mean, this is a diverse swath of humanity, of representatives of humanity being held against their will, being held captive, including, as uh, I mentioned, six Americans. American people should not be okay with that. Right. Well, in uh, fact, you know that we're coming up on the 100th day. Today is day 95. 
And on Sunday, it's day 100 and something that I don't know if you've seen that I've been wearing masking tape on my chest just above my heart every day with the number of the days since Hirsch was stolen from me and stolen that. from his life. And so we're asking people um, to be part of this masking tape campaign on Sunday and to wear uh, masking tape with the number 100 written with a black marker on, above your heart to just join us in solidarity in the pain and anguish that we're going through. Um, so, you know, you could go to the Bring Hirsch Home, any of the social media channels to get more information on that. That's something I think is really important in terms of solidarity with humanity. I'm going to do that, Rachel Goldberg, live from Israel right now on Sunday and post it and send it to you so you can see that I am absolutely solidarity with you 100%. And in terms of um, Americans should be angry, I mean, they are, and they're angry for all the wrong reasons. I live in New York City where every day there's a different pro-Palestinian march which is enough to make me nauseous, but they're just stupid. They're ignorant. And I got to tell you, I don't want to make this a political discussion because I saw you on Fox News praising Joe Biden, which you usually don't see, as you know, Rachel. And that's fine because we need Biden's help. I get it. But for me personally, I think Biden and Blinken and the rest of these folks have not done a good job dating back to their days of, of dealing with Iran and helping Iran actually build this murderous day. But uh, I know you're set to meet with the Secretary of State later on today. What will that discussion be like? What What does he say? Well, I'm not sure what he's going to say, but, uh, you know, we have felt supported by the U.S. government. We actually just uh, joined Joni Ernst. Senator Joni Ernst was here this week, and we met with her at length. She's been wonderful. We met with uh, Senator Lindsey Graham was here this week. We met with him. Um, we've been meeting with, uh, you know, congressional delegations that have been coming and, and have been extremely supportive. Um, so we have really felt the U.S. government's support and their desire to get these hostages home. The problem is, and this is what I will say to Secretary of State Lincoln, desiring and wanting are wonderful. I need action at this point. We need doing. I don't need any more hugs, and I don't need any more. Well, good. Let, let, let me stop you right support. there. Let, let me stop you right there, because I agree with you, and the hugs and kisses are all very, very sweet. But again, they're, they're also, to a certain extent, um, I, I don't want to say they're not real. They're real, but they mean nothing. So when you say you're tired of that, I want action, if the Secretary of State was to ask you, Mrs. Goldberg, what would you like us to do? What would you recommend the United States and Israelis do to help ensure Hirsch's return? Well, look, we saw 50 days ago the easing of, you know, having a pause, having more humanitarian aid goes in, has humans come out. We saw that before. So I don't know why we can't try to at least replicate that for the next chunk of hostages. Obviously, we live in a neighborhood where there are huge questions going on. And I know that uh, Secretary of State Blinken has a ton on his plate, you know, um, in terms of what's happening with the Houthis in the Red Sea and what's happening with the day after plan of what's Gaza going to be like. And if if Hamas can be, you know, demilitarized enough so that it can't replicate October 7th again, who is going to be in charge of 
Gaza? And do you hold free elections? I mean, I realize that there are a lot of things on everyone's plate. My issue is there is no time left for these 136 innocent souls from all over the world, from five different religions, who, by the way, the youngest one is 11 months old. He's not even one year old yet, Kfir Bibas, who is a British citizen. And the oldest person is a grandpa who's 85. So there's no more time. So I realize there are a lot of priorities. Maybe there are 10 priorities. Right now, everything else should be paused. And the first priority should be human life. Number one, get these hostages out. In the last couple of minutes, and uh, you really are uh, uh, just um, great. You're just great, Rachel Goldberg. You really are. Um, I want to spend time talking about your son. Because he, well, it is because, uh, well, the first time I saw you on TV, and I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional myself, but the first time I saw you on TV, when you read the text and you read, I love you and I'm sorry, I said, boy, what a wonderful kid that right now he's got his arm half blown off. He's in, he's in the custody of these animals. He has no idea what's going to happen next. And he's worried about the pain that his parents and friends and family will be going through over the next period of time. So right then and there, I said, my God, what a special young man. But for my listeners here in New York that don't know Hirsch Goldberg, who was he? Well, Hirsch is a very curious, deeply respectful, very funny, funny, like with a dry, sarcastic sense of humor, but he never falls over the line of being mean which is pretty hard when you're being sarcastic to be able to balance it in a funny, dry way without going over to be mean. He is wild about soccer. He loves music festivals. He had just returned from nine weeks of trekking around Europe by himself. He went to six different music festivals in six different countries. He met people from all over the world. He has very little ego He's a great listener, so he loves to ask really hard questions and then give you the space and room to really push yourself to answer. And uh, he is crazy about travel. He actually had a ticket booked for December 27th, two days after Christmas. He was leaving to go to India and start traveling the world for at least one year, maybe two. That He's been saving money for that his whole life since first grade. His first grade teacher was this amazing Irish Catholic woman, Mrs. Carlton, who planted the seed of loving geography and travel in him. And he has had wanderlust his whole life. And uh, he was supposed to leave for this, you know, world adventure that he'd been planning every year for his birthday. He asked for a new map or atlas or globe. Um, And uh, so we're praying that the right things happen and Hirsch will come home to us and we will get him the help he needs. The, you know, he's going to need a lot of uh, therapy from not just losing an arm, but the trauma that he's gone through. And uh, one day we pray to God that he will travel the world because you know what? You don't need two arms to go fly around the world. Well, I pray for the same thing. I really do. I, um, I love you guys. I've never met you, but I feel like I know you. So to you and John and Hirsch, I look forward to the day when he is home and he does make that trip, and I talk to you the day he leaves and the day he returns. Do I have a deal? Amen. 
All right. Amen. And I'll have him on too. And we really appreciate your love and support. We feel it. We feel it from everyone who has reached out to us. We, we feel very blessed and lucky to have America with us and, you know, the Jewish community, but really the Christian community has been so vocal and loving to us and, and it matters and it makes a difference. It makes it so we can breathe in our world without air. Totally agree. I feel the same way. Uh, Rachel, best of luck again to you, John, and Hirsch, and, you know, keep plugging away. I do believe there'll be a happy ending here, and, and hopefully that comes sooner than later. God bless you. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you. All Have right, Rachel. Uh, you too. Take care. There she is, the mom of hostage Hirsch Goldberg, the very courageous Rachel Goldberg. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.